You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. Yeah, it might be rest in peace to them D-backs. I think I think it's fucking over. I'm sorry. People were asking me on Twitter last night, hey, why'd you pick the D-backs? Thought you were riding with the Rangers. There's only one answer to that question. It's very simple. Well, I'm I had to fire up the boys. Adoris Garcia, Oblique, Max Scherzer, Back Spasms. Boys are probably feeling a little bit pressed going into game four. And I said, you know what? There's only one thing that can rattle their cage. There's only one thing that can fire up the boys. And that's the head cowboy picking the D-backs. They were like, what? Rocket? Picking the D-backs? Fuck that noise. Simeon? Five ribbies by the third inning. Three-run tank. Two-run triple. Jonah Heim saying, hey, what's up? Go fuck yourself. Listen, you're going into a clinching situation with Nathan Avaldi on the mound. The modern-day Bob Gibson, Jack Morris, Randy Johnson. You shitting me? You ever see this guy pitching the World Series before, Dallas? Yeah, I know you have because I was sitting next to your goofy ass. And I'd stop, I'd, I'd stop short of each and every one of those names. I would stop short of each and every one of those names. Yeah, guess what? He's he's gonna put but, himself right above those names tomorrow night. Well, you know what? You, you, you hope so for his. What sake. are you supposed to be? You look like a fucking frog or something. Well, that's the you, thing. Look like, well, look, you look like you look like you've already spent like a, time trying to figure it out. Boom, you're dead. You look like Just a moth this. under. If like if if a moth was under a, a microscope, that's what they look now, like. You want to know who I am? I'm Carlos Hathcock. Do the homework. I'm sorry. Do the homework. Who? Carlos Hathcock. Carlos Halfcock? Car- yes. Carlos Halfcock. Half. This is a family podcast. Yeah. Do the homework. Yeah, uh, kids holiday. Can can we just can we just stop for a minute and think about how close we were to this series being 2-2 after tonight? Uh yeah, I mean, it could have been 2 nothing D-backs. Going back to Phoenix for sure. I think I think that's going to get lost when the Rangers inevitably it, win it, five. It, I think it absolutely gets lost, and it's not. It's I don't know how you know. It's not that big of a point to make, but it just feels like it feels like this thing is all you know gift wrapped, and it's on the way out the door. Like it's a done deal at this point, and mm-hmm. we it, it just it didn't have to be that way, and it feels like it it has quickly quickly gotten there quickly yeah and 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 i i mean i don't also want to just put the the nail in the coffin i know i pretty much already did but i mean it's not like nate was a stud in game one well no which is why i'd say we're probably going to fall short of each and every one of those other names he's you still got to go out there and play baseball just because you have a game like you did tonight where the offense is just blistering right game over i i sent out the tweet wego second inning done deal this is it's a wrap 
It's curtains. And it was. They came fighting back, which is nice to see. You got some life, Jared. You made the you made the assertion that the Diamondbacks fans did a pretty good job of hanging in there, hanging tough, you know, just trying yeah. to do anything they can to bring the energy. But ultimately this thing was done. And I don't know how much it does for you morale wise to fight back and claw back. And I mean, you know, that's I'm not here. Not uh that's all fun and exciting. But man, it just it it, it kind of tells you. If we don't have that starting effort that gets us through five or six competitively and giving gives us a chance to win, man, things things start to get tough. Things start to get tough. Yeah, I mean, yes, I I I see what you're saying. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway tonight, if we're if we're gonna start there, biggest takeaways from the game. The biggest takeaway is that we were. I don't know how, how like two hours, an hour and a half, whenever it was like the there was probably an hour and a half to two hours where the D-backs had their lineup out and we still didn't have a Texas Rangers lineup. And there was some hope that Adolis Garcia was going to still be on the roster. And he even offered to go down and and take some hacks. And it just was a matter of, hey, you know, well, next guy up can't can't have it. Um, I think that was more fucking blow. Like, I think the energy going into this game was, oh, fuck for the Rangers. Well, yeah, you're trying to figure out who's going to step up. Right. And I even threw a name out there. Robbie Gross, Robbie Grossman. Uh, Haven't seen him. Jankowski's the option. And I think that was probably something that they were mulling over. Wasn't a matter of whether or not Garcia was going to be replaced. It was. Who do we think that we're going to plug in and how can we still stay uh, or, or keep some of our what we perceive as depth for us and maybe not have to expose that and then really be thin on the depth side of things? And I mean, for Jankowski to come up and do what he did tonight, I, I, <laughs> can you plan it any better? Do you have two knocks? A couple knocks, some stakes like you like you got to that. That's that's it. You, you lose a guy like Garcia. And I mean, look, dude, there was no, that's why I said the intercostal, the, the oblique, I don't care how much magic juice you're getting as far as painkiller, anti-inflammatory, like that's just something that you're not going to be able to compensate for. It's something you're not going to be able to overcome. And they made the correct decision by getting him off the roster, plugging somebody else in. But if, if that's going to happen, the best case scenario is you get what you got from Jankowski tonight. That's the best case scenario. And it happened. Yeah. on a night where everybody was raking. Things are heating up in the ballpark and the chase to crown a champion is on. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the baseball action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code JARED. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code JARED. Jared, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details 
and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Opt-in and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Jay, hey, your uh, knee-jerk reaction now that this series is uh, firmly in the hands of the Texas Rangers. Uh, teams up three to one in best of sevens win 85% of the time. That's my, that's my overall reaction. So I think you guys are right that this is most likely in the bag. I think Joey is right or was right when he said at the beginning of the series that the difference in this series was going to be the Rangers ability to thump in a way that the D backs simply are not capable of doing in their lineup. Today was a great example of that. Uh, despite the admirable comeback in the eighth and ninth by the D backs, um, lot more home runs hit. Uh, that leads me to my next point, which is that teams that out homer opponents are 24 and four in this postseason. 24 and four, including three and zero in the World Series this year. So uh, again, it's not about bunts. It's not about sacrifice flies. It's not about moving the runner over, and it's not really even about the stolen bases. It is still fundamentally about are you out slugging, out homering your opponents in the postseason, just like it is in the regular season. Uh, and it's really playing out that way this year, uh, even more extreme than it tends to in the postseason. And then on an individual level, quickly, uh, the breakout game for Marcus Semyon in this postseason, yeah. which was really nice to see. Uh, five RBI. He becomes the fourth AL player in the last 30 years to have a five RBI game in the World Series, joining Bregman, Hideki Matsui, and Tony Fernandez. And lastly, um, I think we're on the verge of seeing something that could be really kind of cool and very rare, which is a guy to win World Series MVP two times um, with Corey Seager. Second homering. player to do it? Corey Seager, if he homered again. Obviously, everybody knows that who watched. Uh, he would be the fourth player overall, but second uh, position player to ever do that, if that's how this plays out. It would be him and Reggie cool. Jackson. And then two pitchers, Koufax and Bob Gibson. So, and how about how about the lefty Jay Hey Will Smith? Three World Series in a row, three yeah. different teams. Give me the lefty. I'm gonna need some rings, son. How about that? That's just yeah, bro. Talk although, about although he's left sort of back, a heartbeat. Sort of backing into that third championship there with two two runs so allowed and two. Good. <laughs> So good, bro. Ring still shiny as fuck. Direct deposit still gonna hit. <laughs> Were you, I was surprised they put in they put in their closer up yeah. six runs. That's a little much, I think. But no, yeah, but, but, but you know what? No, I, think, I, I think Smoltz, like Smoltz, and, and I, I agree with it. Like you, you don't want these guys going into going into tomorrow with any better of a feeling than they're already getting right now when this game was well out of hand. And now we're like, the number, if there's going to be anything that you can give them, if the Diamondbacks are going home tonight with any sort of quote-unquote bulletin board material that they can provide for themselves or that they're trying to, it's it's how they fought to the end, right? They're going to talk about perseverance. They're going to talk about their ability to come back. And all we need is an out. We need an out and we got a chance, right? Chip in a chair, chip in a chair. And they're going to use tonight and they're clawing back as motivation, as an example. We get ahead early. We don't have to claw back. We can keep things where they're at. But in the event that we do fall behind, we just showed ourselves that we can do this. So that's going to be the rallying cry. And I, I get it if you vote <laughs> and you're like, no, we don't, we don't need any of that. Stopper, I, let's go. 
I don't think it's going to end up mattering because they're up three to one. Uh, but I, I think it was uh, pretty silly to yeah, get your another game tomorrow to get, and to get your closer up for one out with six with a six run lead. Like I just think and, if it wasn't Bochi, we'd be calling it kind of an amateur move. I think. Oh, uh, we're still kind of calling it that. Yeah, I, I am calling it. Here. I think we'd all be calling it that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't think it's going to matter because they're up three to one. It's not like this is a two to two series where he did this in order to get that second win to, to even the series or something like that. I think it doesn't really matter what Leclerc did or didn't do in this game, but I just think it was uh, unnecessary and an unnecessary risk for a guy who's had I'm pretty sure he's had pretty substantial elbow injuries or elbow concerns throughout his career. Um, well, maybe there's anyway. maybe the, maybe Bochy's thinking there's a different option for him come leverage uh, tomorrow. Maybe, but Del, he's, me, he's the best. He's the question. best pitcher. There has there. That's not leverage. I think is my point. One out to with a six no, run well, lead. Yeah, what it, I'm saying is what I'm saying is maybe Bochi is thinking, or the group is thinking to themselves. Hey, depending on how things plan out or, or or pan out, maybe Leclerc isn't the one that we want to go to tomorrow. And if that's the case, we're okay using him here. And maybe we'll Score figure out a doors. combination. Yeah, there you go, Joe. To. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's that's my whole point is. It's not a matter of and, and Jay, I, I I understand where you're coming from. But then why are you using him in this game? If he's because not it's, the because guy, it's an, then why are you using him in this emergency situation to make sure you get the win? You Saves answered your own question though, because it's quote unquote a postseason emergency, which is a lot I just of insurance, don't think it, right? There's still room there for the like the, because look, they they're gonna need to hit a grand slam. They could have hit the three run homer. And they still would have been down by one. That's and and that's just how old school managers look at things. Like the, okay, like I I get it, numbers. Blah, blah, but look, if we're not going to use him tomorrow, and we need somebody that we would consider a high leverage option to come in and take care of this and put this fire out before it even starts to smolder. But why and, are we not? Hotter? Why are we not using him tomorrow? Why are we writing that off right now? Oh, I I, I don't I don't know that. That's not you know I'm not. Bruce Bochy. I don't know. I, I'm just posing the. We're just playing out behind, that hypothetical. Yeah, the, the thought. Like yeah. you asked, why would we use him here? And I'm giving you an. I'm giving you a reason why you would use him in this situation because it, maybe you're not as comfortable with him with the game really on the line, like a two run game or something like that. But maybe he's been there. Somebody best, else. He, the, he's either your best or your second best reliever. So, mm -hmm. so, so even if first, you, who, who would he be? Even one if you'd one rather him? use Spores tomorrow. In okay. the highest of high leverage situations, guess what you're going to need tomorrow? More than one fucking reliever. So it's Absolutely. probably a better idea to not burn him for one out in a six run lead that we're all conceding is not terribly high leverage when you are very likely going to need more than just spores to get through the game tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't think no, it makes sure. any sense. And I think we're we're kind of bending over backwards here to justify Bruce Bochy using his best or second best reliever to get one out with a six run lead. Again, I would say probably this. won't would, matter it's, because they won no, the game and they're up three to one. It's a postseason. You're trying to lock up W's. I mean, Boach has been there a few times and this is also the first time that this organization could bring home a world series championship. All of those things being said, you got to believe Leclerc's going to be an option tomorrow. Why? Because it's a deciding game. So he'll be an option tomorrow. I'm just trying to, you asked a question, trying to give you an answer. 
<laughs> stupid decision. Rangers I mean, is it stupid? Uh, it worked out. They won. We'll see. They choke it tomorrow. Or hey, what if Leclerc, Leclerc comes in tomorrow and he's throwing 87? Then we'll know. That was a stupid decision. But he's pitching a lot. Pitched yesterday. Game tomorrow. If he pitches tomorrow, it'll be three straight days. Well, I mean, it's a clincher. So, I mean, you can worry about your soreness. Hey, right, right. My, I, my point, again, is that he didn't have to pitch in this game. So you, no, he didn't. You didn't, didn't have to take on the risk of him pitching in a third straight game because he didn't have to do this one. I agree. I agree. But it was getting a little close. It was getting close. At the it end. was getting a little close. It was getting close. Getting excited. What, Come what, on, was, what was the final score? 11, to, 11 seven. to 7. And how many people were on base at the end of that game? Two. And how many people do you face at a time as a pitcher versus a hitter? One, right? You one. Face, you yeah, just one. one. So if yeah. that guy were to hit a home run, what would the score have been? 11 to 10. So and would you like still that. be winning the game? Yeah. 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 Okay. So almost within striking distance, not quite. Postseason, first championship on the line, a chance to just put this game to bed. And I've also got a 1A guy lined up the next day, and he didn't pitch today. Even under the bright lights of the playoffs, Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian style wheat ale is the beer that's made brighter. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark for baseball fans, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. From its bold, refreshing flavor to its beautiful, bright color, Blue Moon is as iconic as America's pastime. The Texas Rangers are one game away from winning the World Series, and I bet they are stocking up on Blue Moon for the clubhouse. And if you're a Rangers fan just chilling at home watching these games, I suggest you go grab some Blue Moons too, because there's a pretty good chance you'll be needing those over the next few days. Honestly, D-backs fans might be needing them too, because with its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball, so it's the perfect match for the playoffs. The crack of a beer, the pour, the first sip of that bold flavor, Blue Moon always feels like a special occasion. Best served with its signature orange garnish, it showcases its beautiful, bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all through the playoffs. Brighten up the baseball playoffs with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's one-of-a-kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for fresh baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly, Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. You know what? It kind of goes back to what I said earlier, and this will probably go down as the best take of the year of anyone <laughs> in the baseball media landscape, but I just... I just feel like we saw today the Rangers pitching staff, their bullpen, quote unquote, is deeper than the Diamondbacks. Even though the back end of the Diamondbacks, you trust more. When you got to throw full on bullpen games like you got to do nowadays in the playoffs, we saw it favor the Texas Rangers. Heaney and Dunning coming in compared to what the fucking Diamondbacks had up the first three innings. Well, you just named two guys that started baseball games for him. Exactly, but they're not starting in the playoffs. I guess Heaney did. Yeah, I guess, I, yeah, I, what happened? I thought this would be a bullpen game. It was just Heaney started to pitch five innings. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's not a bullpen game anymore. But Heaney, Heaney's been in, out of the bullpen all playoffs and even at the end of the year. So I'm still calling it a bullpen game. 
they just went up 10-0 and said, let's save some of our, you know, guys. Hold them out. But the point still stands. Texas Rangers, deeper pitching staff on top of a lineup that hits a lot better. Well, you, know, it's showing you know, right now. But did you know, fun fact, the Diamondbacks had more hits than the Rangers tonight. What? What? Check it out, dude. 12 Damn, hits for true. the Diamondbacks, 11 hits for the Rangers. That's true. Christian Walker also blew the perfect uh, defensive World Series attempt. He made like three errors on the same play. So, yeah, the real difference, I mean, it was a blood the whole game, but at the end of the day, the real difference is the Marcus Simeon homer and the Corey Seager home run. Yeah. Both were three-run homers, right? Or uh, Was it two for Seager? Seager was a two-run? I thought it was yeah. three. I think it's two. So that's either five. Seager, five. Seager was two. Yeah. So five runs accounted for on those two bops. Mm-hmm. And that was about all she wrote. I mean, that, that shit was over by the first inning. I mean, I understand that, you know, five nothing, the D-backs go on to score seven. But just the tone of the game, it was over. Like, they they just attacked. And once you, it, your boy Bassett out there, you see his tweet, Dallas? Uh, no, I, no, I did not. He just criticizing the D-backs for continuing to pitch to Corey Seager with first base open. Uh, how would you approach the situation from this point forward if you're the D-backs? Are you still pitching to Corey Seager? Look, I mean, you you at some point have to make a decision that you are or you aren't going to let this guy be a factor. And after what he did early, wh- why? Why? But that's the beauty of hindsight is you can easily make that call. I'm not saying that's what Bassett's doing. I think in real time, you're watching this going, dude, we just can't give this guy an opportunity right now. Like, And the toughest part about that is now you start to think about the lineup unfolding behind him and saying, I, I, we don't want to put, we don't want to put traffic on the base path because now we're opening up holes defensively. Like we just, the the matchups start to roll and we, we don't need that either, but it's a pick your poison type thing. Do you think you can get the guy behind him and the guys behind him out? Or are you in real fear of it being two nothing because you've put him on base and you don't want it to be one nothing? You know, it's, do do you feel like you'll be able to melt the snowball before it really starts going? And that means you can build a small one, put Seager on first, but by the time it's all said and done, does he get any farther? That's the tough decision to make. But right now with everything on the line, you have to say that I can't let Corey Seager beat me. I cannot let him continue to beat us. We just can't. The question I was going to ask you earlier, Dallas, is from a pitcher's perspective, Nathan Avaldi goes game one, gives up five. Uh, he's going in a clincher for game five. We know what his MO is. We know what his resume is. We know what he's about. What do you think has the higher odds of becoming a thing? The fact that they saw him once and had success so that they'll, they'll have success again? Or knowing what Nate's all about, he had a stinker the first time and he goes out there in a clincher, and they see a Nathan Avaldi that they did not see in game one. The biased pitcher in me wants to tell you that you're able to learn from the mistake. The one thing that I'll factor in, again, is that this isn't a start in June for the Diamondbacks. They're not just rolling out of bed and not that focused. and not, No, they have everything on the line. 
And this is a team that is comfortable putting the ball in play and trying to make things like that happen. Well, whether or not it has unfolded the way they've liked it to over these four games here, probably not. Probably not. That being said, I think Ivaldi, because he can be a strike thrower, maybe could find himself in a similar spot where he's around the zone. I don't want to say too much, but when he is around the zone, it's hittable, and they're putting aggressive, good swings on him again. And it's because he doesn't want to go out there and nibble and nitpick and think about letting them back in the game. But again, the hurler in me wants to just say that Avaldi has showed you time and time again that he's capable of stepping up in these moments. Why would it be any different? Uh, Joseph, we heard the statistic earlier from Jehey. Teams up 3-1, finish it off 85% of the time. Uh, do you give the, the Snakes any hope in this Game 5? Does this series go back to Texas? Well, I will say this. Marcus Simeon went for a catch. Got He kind of hurt his knee a little bit, limped mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Corey Seager ran around the bases. They said they reported some grimacing. Yeah. So if those two are out for the series, yeah, they got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Spores is done because he Spores is you know they had to get the trainer out you know if he's done and Scherzer is done mm-hmm. which I think he is now they yeah, had Dulles either mm-hmm. yeah they got a chance <laughs> but only but if only if that, that ha- yeah only if yeah. that happens okay that's just that's just to win game five you're, you're talking about the whole series or that's just to win game five game five okay all right Jay do you give them any chance at all I do, but like, I feel like the chances should be better with a guy like Zach Gallon on the mound than they feel slash than yeah. they are. Because like Zach Gallon has spent, well, he spent the entire 2023 season and really what most of the last two seasons being one of the 10 best pitchers in the NL uh, mm-hmm. since the start of 22. Um, and it just feels like having one of those type of guys should give you a better chance than it is. He, he's he been bad in the postseason and we've covered that or, or I mean, his ERA is over five. So, yes, I guess he's been bad. It's been more like kind of a bleh, mediocre than just like outright bad. But if you go going back to August 28th, so a span of 12 starts now, he has a 5.06 ERA over 69 and a third innings. And that to me, like. And it's not like it's all it's like it's not batting average on balls in play luck or stuff like that. Like his strikeout to walks, not very good. His home runs allowed aren't very good. Like to me, I, I'm not going to say he's hurt because I have no idea. Nobody's reported anything like that. But he's not pitching like the same guy that he was uh, through his first. Twenty five starts of the 2023 season, so I'm I'm a little skeptical. I think they do have a chance, but I think Ivaldi and the Rangers have to be considered the favorites in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the biggest travesty of all is how we were on pace for what felt like a back and forth. We're going a game seven. This is just a a nice evenly matched world series. And then here we are borderline convincing ourselves that Rangers and five seems to be the the true outcome of this series. Um, I don't know. Anything can happen. I mean, like, I, you know, to, to Jay Hayes point about Zach Gallen, 
I feel very meh going into this game. Well, like, we didn't just, even mention him. He hasn't him been that guy. No, and that's the point, is that he? it should have that feel to it. It's been where it's like, ooh, okay. Yeah, like Nathan Avaldi, like, yeah, he's a stud, but, like, uh, Zach Allen's going for the D-back, so, like, let's not... Let's not declare this series over just yet because they have Gallon going. Like nothing about Zach Gallon in this playoff run has well, made me feel like he's got know, a guy. Well, let me tell you this. All right. Well, we saw what happened just a couple of days ago when Evaldi went against these D bags, right? He got knocked around a little bit. So this is a D backs team that can fight. And listen, when the D backs were down 0 2 to the Phils, to the Fightins, if you compare it today to then, they got about the same odds. When they were down, Three to one. Wait, were they? Three to two? Going back to Philly? You didn't think they had a chance. And all they got to do is win tomorrow. They got Merrill Kelly. That's an easy win. And then game seven, anything can happen. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And for Gallon. <laughs> for Gallon. That didn't convince also, anyone. You, you, no, that didn't convince anybody. For Gallon, you also got to consider <laughs> and where no, he's that at. Didn't convince anyone. Where he's at innings wise, too. Like <laughs> how many over 200 innings, 210 innings to finish this season. Uh, that's, you know, up 15 plus 20 plus or whatever from last season, 185. So 15 uh, into the postseason, this deep run. There's a good chance he's feeling fatigued. Yeah, I mean, Could if be. you to your point, if you factor in the postseason, he's at like fifty-three more innings than he was last season, um, which feels like a lot. Uh, you know, the other reason this feel this series feels a little weird to Jared's original point about where it felt like it's going, where it is now. The D-backs have outscored the Rangers in this series overall. What? <laughs> it's twenty-two to twenty-one. Um, oh. six to five, three to one, and eleven to seven are the range are the Rangers three wins, and the nine to one win was the D backs. And like, whatever run differential doesn't fucking matter in a in a condensed series like this. It, but I do think that lends itself to like this kind of weird feeling that we're getting from this, where it's three to one, but it also felt for a time like we could be heading for an epic epic World Series. Um. Anyway. It could still be epic. Don't win it. Don't it could. Well, tonight. now it could Don't be super epic if the D-backs come back. We've set the stage Don't for super epic win. status. <laughs> yeah. Don't let us win tonight. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. Merrill Kelly's as a dub and then fought for game seven. You're, you're crazy if you don't think that's a freaking easy win. I can see the path. I, I can see the path. tonight. I see the path for the D-backs. They just don't don't let them win game five. Because then it's Kelly in game six and the fought box in, in game seven. You don't know. It could happen. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee... GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. In my ad read for GameTime last night, I was telling D-backs fans, go down to the stadium, chill at one of the bars, check GameTime at first pitch, and see if you can get in for a pretty good price. Actually had two dudes reach out who said they used that exact method, used GameTime, got tickets really cheap, 
and now they're watching their team get blown out in the World Series. But they got a hell of a price. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With Zone Deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for big-time savings. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code JARED for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code J-A-R-E-D for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I just I just don't want I just don't want the last time that we heard Pump It Up to be the last time we heard Pump It Up. Because I'm I'll be honest, I don't think well, I don't think they're going to be back next year. In the well, World Series. I mean, I was going to say there's precedent for bringing the song back even if they lose. That is very true, Jay. Hey, that's a great point. I mean, you have to figure the Phillies are going to run it back next year. <laughs> if they, <laughs> they're be like, you know what? Fourth time's a charm with this song. But I don't know. I just, I obviously picked the Rangers in six. I'd love to I'd love to pump it up one more time. You know, but I want I want Nate to cement his legacy as a as a World Series dog. So I'm in a tough spot right now. You know what would be funny is if the 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 moving forward legacy of the Philly slash Red Sox song is if a new team had to take <laughs> on that song every yeah. season until somebody won with it. And yeah. you just you had some seasons where like you know, the Royals are 40 games under 500, but it's their season to have the song and they're just playing yeah. it in like late August and everybody's like super sad because they just want yeah. the song to go away. Yeah, they should. <laughs> we should do that. It should be like a hot potato. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great idea. I don't know. I don't and know then when they win the World Series. Somebody just takes a gun and fires it into the boom box. And then it's <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Actually, I uh, random thought that there's there was a fake Harold Baines Twitter account that popped up on my feed today. <laughs> yeah, I I got tricked for a second. I thought the Same. real Harold Baines was tweeting at J.A. today. <laughs> but it's just the uh, I had a former a coworker send it to me account. and said his he said his heart stopped for a second when he saw it because <laughs> he thought the real Baines was yeah. Yep, you Does were not the only Twitter? one. Does he have a real Twitter? I don't think I don't think so, but I do know that one of my off-season projects is to keep an eye out for public appearances that Harold may be making um, here on the East Coast, and maybe see if I can go down and you know we could put our arms around each other or something like that. It would be great if he had like a cameo. It would. That'd be so sick. Or if we could like cameo each other. Like, yeah, he he sends a cameo to me, and then I return the favor as like a fellow like kind of high profile media figure and send it back to him yeah but we're gonna get on that we're gonna track down who his agent is we need to get in touch with his people might as well just make him a permanent member of the podcast listen the, the world is cheap. our oyster <laughs> it's not gonna be cheap <laughs> no but it would make some of the licensing for the Baines meter and stuff a lot smoother I feel like yeah <laughs> yeah we'll give him a kickback yeah 
Cool. <laughs> Dallas, you awake under there? Absolutely. <laughs> he wasn't just, moving just, for a little bit. I know. Hey, it's part of the, you know, it's part of the costume, man. That is true. <laughs> this dude. This I, dude I, trust me. I, I, I had, uh, I had, if you go back and watch it, the original, like I started up here and what I was doing is like, I'm slowly, I was, but I couldn't do it. I was going to have to make a big adjustment, but I eventually wanted to just slowly go away and you guys wouldn't be able to track it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess that'll do it for the game four reaction pod. Nice little quick one for you. Give you an hour for game three, little little half hour piece for game four. Uh, Might have a potential clincher. This might be the end of the road for uh, the 2023 MLB season. We'll see. We'll see if Nate drops his big old nuts on the mound in Phoenix. Um, Stay tuned for that. J.A., any uh, final thoughts? No, although, yes, I do have a final thought. I don't want the series to end tomorrow primarily because I'm so fucking tired of the road team winning the World Series. Can we just get a home celebration? It's been a long time. Is the Red Sox in 2013 the last one? I should have looked before I opened my fat mouth, but I just I know, say I just know that most of the recent ones have not been the case. So we deserve it. I feel like is it's just better to see it that way. I'm pretty sure the 2013 Red Sox were the last team to win the World Series at home. I'll follow up on that for tomorrow's podcast. But either way, I hope the D-backs stave off elimination for one more game at least. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, any final thoughts? You moth? No, I just, you know, I, I'd i like for the series to go seven. I think that provides a lot more excitement than what we've gotten so far, if you're mm-hmm. not a Rangers fan. Right. Yeah, that's it. This episode of Baseball's Dead is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of the year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. I've benefited from therapy in the past, and I think the main misconception is that people think therapy is only for people who've experienced major trauma. That's just not true. If you have stresses in your day-to-day life that you need to get off your chest or that you're worried about, Talking to BetterHelp and talking to a licensed therapist can really help you get those things off your chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com baseball today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash baseball. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zinn Nicotine Pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. 
Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Zin, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Joseph, any final thoughts? Just, man, these Rangers, dude, they don't go away. No. They just fucking hit. Even without a dolus. That's what I was worried about. Will they still have the pop? I, obviously, they still got the pop. They still got more pop than... They got more pop in their pinky finger than these D-backs have in their whole hand. Mm. And that's why I like the Rangers in Game 7. In Game 7. <laughs> Upsetting the fought bot wow. against all odds. Damn. Jake's takes? I just don't know how you, if you're a D-backs fan, you don't walk away from this pod just fucking fired up after Joe laid out the whole playoff success format. That's true. <laughs> don't let us win tonight. All right, uh, we'll be back for Game 5 reaction. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're getting really close to 500,000 subs. Um, we thought that the World Series would be going just a little bit longer, so we're kind of in a time crunch to hit 500K, but we're, we're getting there, so it, it would help a lot if you go subscribe to the YouTube channel to get to 500 subscriptions before the end of the World Series. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. We'll be here tomorrow for Game 5. See you then. Wow!